When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to my YouTube. Welcome. <laughs> I've been recording so much on YouTube. I literally almost just said, welcome back to my YouTube channel. How embarrassing. Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew. My name is Emma Abrahamson, and I am the host of this podcast. And today, we are talking with myself. We're doing a solo episode all about listening to your body and just trusting your gut and kind of along the same lines with injuries. I'm literally recording this day of, it's February 17th. Talk about last minute. But I thought this solo episode was very fitting because I am currently kind of out for the count. If you follow me on any of my social medias, which I'm assuming most of you do, I don't know how else you would kind of know about this podcast, but a few months ago, I actually signed up for the LA Marathon. I signed up because my friend sent me a link and said, your turn. And then I was like, okay, I'm so impulsive. And then it was basically eight weeks out. I got COVID at the beginning of the year. I never really like told anyone, but uh, I was out for a couple weeks with that, honestly feeling pretty bad. I got a kind of a bad case of COVID, but we're all better with that now. But then the past couple weeks I've been focusing on the marathon, but last week I actually crashed on my bike really badly. Not like really badly, it could have been much worse, but badly enough to where I got a concussion and I'm kind of out right now. So I thought this episode would kind of be fitting just talking about that. Before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals like me, Green Chef offers a range to suit your preferences. I got my Green Chef box in the mail last week and made these Greek chicken pita wraps for me and my friend that was in town. And they were so good. It was the perfect lunch. So flavorful. Check it out. Go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Now let's get into today's solo episode. Injuries happen to everyone. There has not been a person or like an athlete in my life that I've met that has never been injured. One of my college teammates rarely got injured, and honestly, it was an anomaly. <laughs> the first time she was even a little banged up, it was like a shock to her system. But it is very rare that you meet someone like that. Injuries happen to everyone. If you're pushing yourself and you're pushing your limits all the time, obviously, sometimes your body's just not going to respond as well as you want it to. 
and that's when injuries occur or maybe overtraining or something else happens with the bod. The thing about injuries is that like 90% of the time, probably more, I don't know the statistics, you recover from that injury though and you're back, you end up fully healed up and ready to get back on the grind, you know? But you know what infuriates me the most? (laughs) Just watching people do that thing where they're clearly injured, something is hurting obviously, and they're so impatient with themselves. I'm just gonna give an example. Say someone's Achilles starts to hurt. And they're like, oh my gosh, my Achilles hurts. And I tell them, don't run. Obviously, I'm not their coach or whatever, but a lot of people are telling them, don't run. They do the thing where they take two days off, try to run again, it hurts. Take two days off, try to run again, it hurts. And they just keep repeating that cycle over and over again because they're so impatient to wait for the injury to heal. And instead, they just keep themselves in this injury cycle instead of taking a full break off. This is what I mean by listening to your body. Say in like the example of the Achilles, you need to take the full like four to six weeks off to let that baby heal. If it's hurting when it's walking, it's not gonna feel better when it's running. If you take like two weeks off and then one day it just doesn't hurt anymore, don't immediately start to run on it because chances are it's not quite ready to just go full throttle again, you know what I mean? I've been injured a lot of times in my life. I've grown up running. I had a lot of injuries in high school just from Growing, I grew eight inches in high school. As we all know, I blab everyone's ear off about how much my body changed in high school, but obviously growing that much, I dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of like overuse injuries. One thing I would go back in time and do is start strength training a little bit more in high school. I think that would have helped me not have these like random like IT band injuries or even knee injuries. I think it would have helped me a lot, but you know, I can't go back in time and change that. What I learned though from being like mildly injured quite often in high school, I knew my body so well when it came to injuries. If something hurt, immediately let's take two weeks off. Also growing up being a swimmer and just someone that like grew up with endurance exercise. I was really good at cross training, so I knew exactly what to do when I got injured. And that's like a lot of the time I see people struggle with cross training because if you don't learn how to do it, it's not like something that kind of comes naturally. You kind of have to teach yourself how to do it. And a lot of people are skeptical of cross training, but it actually does work. If you're doing it correctly and you're getting your heart rate up, though the impact might feel different when you come back to running, like your cardiovascular exercise abilities is still gonna be there. It might just take a little bit, like a week or so getting back into it, but you will be fine as long as you're cross training through this injury and not hurting it more. Like you're not, you know, doing a Stairmaster when your Achilles hurts and instead you're in the pool or something. When it comes to this marathon thing, obviously I'm in a stage of life where I'm able to give myself like the break and not really have pressure on myself to like push through the pain. Obviously I'm bummed about not being able to do the marathon, but again, like It's this point in time where I have to be honest with myself and dealing with a head injury is not something that you wanna push through. There are times when it is necessary to push through pain, obviously. If you're in a workout, obviously you should be feeling some sort of pain. Should it be injury pain? No, but you need to like push through that pain that's in your brain to be able to get better. Same thing in a race. If you're starting to feel pain, obviously, unless it's like you were about to get a stress fracture or something. Like there's two different types of pain. There's kind of mental and like pushing your body to the physical limit pain. And then there's injury pain where something is off, where you're like tweaking something, you're breaking something and you notice the difference. Like obviously when you're in the middle of a race, you're not feeling that sort of pain normally. You're feeling like the, I'm pushing my body to its limits pain. And that's when the brain comes in and you have to kind of push past that. 
sort of pain and kind of trick yourself into being like, I'm actually not in pain. But that is not what you want to do with an injury because your injury is just going to get worse. Also, you should not be feeling like workout kind of pain every single day that you're going out for a run. You should definitely take time to recover and take your recovery days easy because if you are feeling like you need to, you know, motivate yourself in the middle of an easy run to the point where you're like, I'm not in pain, I'm not in pain, then I feel like that's a sign that you're pushing yourself a little bit too hard and more towards injury. Easy runs should be really easy. You should save that workout pain for the workout days and pushing yourself obviously like super hard on the workout days and then taking your easy days easy. So with this marathon and having the concussion, I need to be honest with myself and be like, okay, is running this marathon that I was literally just doing for fun worth the like <laughs> stress I'm going to be putting on my body for the next four weeks and doing these three hour long runs and also stress on my brain because I got like a concussion is a mild head trauma injury or something. And the last thing I want to do is put myself farther into the hole by training for this marathon and like actually hurting myself and hurting my brain. Obviously, I'm really bummed about not being able to do the marathon. I spent a bunch of money signing up for the marathon. I told my entire social media audience that I was running the marathon and got everyone excited. And I'm letting my friends down who are running the marathon with me. But I have to be honest with myself and be like, this is not in my best interest. And I need to set boundaries for myself when it comes to this sort of thing. And then also being patient with myself when I'm coming back from this so-called injury. It was the same thing with COVID. Like the first thing I did when I recovered from COVID... It was like a few days after I got out of quarantine. I was like, okay, I need to start running because I'm training for this marathon. And I definitely started running too soon. My body was not recovered at all. And I really should have listened to my body and not pushed through it. Because being injured and being sick is like the same thing. It's just not worth pushing your body in that time of stress because it's just going to put you farther down into the hole. Kind of going along these lines, talking about rest and recovery. I see on the internet like so many people going way too hard on their easy runs or just overtraining in general and it is so important to let your body recover this means taking off days going easy on your easy runs and saving like the hard days for your workout days obviously your most quality days of the week and really listening to your body like if your body is screaming for an off day don't make yourself go run on the other hand though i find myself more so these days tricking my own brain into thinking that I need a rest day. Like I'm not actually that tired, but I'm convincing myself that I am tired when in reality I am just lazy. And since it's been so many years of me doing exercise and running and doing everything else, I feel like I know my body really well and I know it well enough to kind of distinguish between the two of like needing rest and just being lazy. But I at least give myself one off day a week. Nowadays it's more like two off days just depending on what I'm training for, but also, just doing it for my own mental sanity. I'm the type of person that needs an off day every single week because I literally need to just check out and not focus on working out for one day. Kind of pivoting, but along the same topic of listening to your body, I want to talk about intuitive eating. I've talked about it so much on all my platforms because it's what I have really been preaching since like 2016. And it has helped me get in tune with my body so incredibly well. I feel like being an athlete, you kind of ignore things. Just, I mean, when it comes to like racing and stuff, like you just kind of have to ignore what your brain is saying. But when you're not racing and you're not working out, I feel like it is so important to really be in tune with your body. And that also goes along with like 
intuitive exercise, intuitive eating, all of the above. I read this book called Intuitive Eating back in 2016 and it really helped me like tune into my body's signals. And I think it is so important to really know your body like that and know it well and know what it's asking for, whether it comes to rest, food, training, like your body is really smart and it gives you a lot of signals and tells you what it needs. And the more time that you spend getting to know your body and getting in tune with these signals, I feel like the more confident you are in yourself, honestly, this is kind of like seems kind of meta what I'm talking about. I know like after reading the book, I really just started being way more confident in what I was doing. And I just feel like I knew myself really well. And I knew what my body was asking for. I knew when I needed rest. I knew when I should go take a yoga class because I'm feeling like a little bit more stressed or my body just needs a little bit extra TLC. I knew when I needed more water. I knew when I needed more sleep. Like I just feel like being in tune with your body is so important. And also kind of going off of that, other people don't know your body like you do. If you're feeling some type of way and someone is telling you to do something and you have like this gut instinct that that's not the right decision, like if someone's telling you, oh, go for an 11 mile run and you feel literally absolutely horrendous, that is a key indicator that you should listen to your gut and maybe go cross train that day or at least on the 11 mile run, if you're forced to do it, like make sure you run really, really easy. And I feel like with coaches, as long as you're really transparent with them and you're not like making excuses and you're being smart about everything and you're not constantly like making the excuse card of, I feel tired today, every single day that you go to practice, I feel like they'll be very understanding because the coach wants you to feel your best too. They don't want you like overexerting yourself on a day that's not supposed to be that hard. And the same thing with an injury. If your coach is saying like, it's fine, you can train through it, it's fine, go for your run, whatever. If you really know your body and you've like been injured before, you know the warning signs and your body is giving you those red flags, listen to your body. I'm not one to say like, go against what your coach is saying. But if you know that you are going to get injured if you go for this run, don't go for the run. You know your body well, you know what it needs and be smart about it. Listen to your body. Don't listen to what others are saying, really. Don't push through just because you're worried about what your coach is going to say if you don't run that day. It's way better than having to sit out for the next six weeks because you went for the run and then you injured yourself. Yeah, so that's my little tidbit about listening to your body and trusting yourself, injuries and everything. That was kind of a short segment, but I wanted to spend the rest of the episode just answering your guys' questions. I asked on my Instagram and the Combos Over Cold Brew Instagram, for some questions just for this solo episode because I wanted to make it a little bit more interactive and we can go through them now. Before we hop into the next segment of this episode, I want to talk a little bit about today's sponsor, Inside Tracker. I've been using Inside Tracker for a full year now, and let me tell you, it has absolutely revolutionized the way that I fuel my body. I've made many lifestyle changes because of Inside Tracker's recommendations. They have a patented algorithm and they analyze your body's blood biomarkers and DNA insights and other data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you some science back recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes that are super individualized to you and your data. They also have new recovery pro tips that take personalized health recommendations to the next level by offering science-backed recovery techniques conveniently delivered after wrapping up your workout. Based on the specific duration and intensity of your workout, Inside Tracker will automatically provide you with simple yet specific guidance on the most efficient ways for your body to refuel and recover. Again, it's so individualized to you and your workouts. 
and your blood biomarkers. And this is the kind of personalized insight that's typically experienced with exclusive and expensive sports dietitians. And now it's available to you within the Inside Tracker app. All you have to do is connect your Garmin or Fitbit device to Inside Tracker and be sure to turn on push notifications to be alerted of these new pro tips complete a workout, sync your fitness tracking app within 30 minutes of your workout, and then you automatically get your recovery pro tip following your workout. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash Emma for that 20% off the entire store. Highly recommend for anyone that's data oriented and just wants to feel better as an athlete and in day-to-day life. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now let's get into some questions. Someone asked, did you ever fear after running, never feeling the same high slash sense of accomplishment again? And yes, of course I feel that way. I mean, my entire life basically leading up to when I was 21 was dedicated to running and dedicated to endurance sports. That was what I strived for throughout my entire life. I had basically no other hobbies. (laughs) And also I just was, that was like my main number one focus, even in college with like school and everything, running was still number one, which is not really supposed to be the case but I mean when you go to a school like Oregon obviously it's gonna be it's gonna be the main focus um but I definitely still have that feeling I feel like running to me is extremely fulfilling and I just love the feeling of pushing my body and just getting better and seeing improvements ever since I left college it hasn't provided that same sort of fulfillment that it used to enough to like get me to want to dedicate my whole life to it again I'm never gonna say never down the road that I'm going to feel like I want to dedicate my entire life to it again and sacrifice basically <laughs> and make the sacrifices that I need to make to like be an elite runner again. I'm not going to say that I'm never going to do that. But at this moment in time, like it's just not fulfilling enough to to warrant me doing that again because I already did it for so long in my youth. That being said, I feel like now is the point in time in my life where it is such a priority for me to find other things that provide me some sort of fulfillment because again, I've never explored that. So right now I feel like work is pretty fulfilling to me. Money itself is not very fulfilling. I feel like the more money you make, you just always want more. Like there's not, there's never really a point where I feel like you're really happy with the amount of money that you make. Maybe that's just me, but more than anything, I think I strive for happiness. I feel like over the past couple of years, I've tricked myself into thinking that like the more successful I am, the happier I'll be, but I don't think that's the case either. And what even is success defined by right now in my life? I don't even know. I guess like 
as an adult starting their career, I guess it is kind of money, but again, that it's not very fulfilling at the end of the day. So yes, I do find running fulfilling, but I'm starting to kind of branch out and like try different sort of sports, meeting more people outside of the running world just to expand my like point of view in life. Because the running world is really small and I will say it is really nice to branch out and not have running friends because it can be a little exhausting only talking about running all the time, especially when I don't feel like it's as fulfilling to me anymore as it used to be. At this point in time, I can't be like, okay, yes, I've found something that is equally as fulfilling because one, I was running for literally like 12 years of my life, full on, fully competitive and everything. I haven't committed to anything for 12 years where I've like gone all in to that. So... I don't think I've found that next source of fulfillment yet. I'm still kind of on the hunt, which is why I've made so many changes in my life too, where I feel like it is just a bunch of trial and error after college. And I'm not afraid to try new things. That's why you guys have seen me move all over the place, try different sports, try different just workout classes, meeting new people. Like I've tried so many new things because I am kind of on the hunt for what's next and what I really want to work on for the next 10 plus years of my life. But at the end of the day, I do feel like true fulfillment is made in like relationships and the people that you meet along the way and the experiences. So I'm trying to enjoy the process of finding like some main source of fulfillment. Running will always be there too. I know running is something that will like be very fulfilling. I just feel like I need to branch out at this point in my life because again, I left college because I was burnt out and I think it's still going to take me a little while to like want to get back into the, to that super competitive mode. So right now I'm just enjoying, you know, expanding my horizons and finding something else that I enjoy doing as, almost as much as running. I don't know if I'll ever find anything that I will want to dedicate the next 12 plus years of my life to, but we'll see. Never say never. Someone said, do you think you'd ever write a book? I don't know. It's not something that I've really thought about because I don't really consider myself a writer. I had a blog for a little bit way back in the day, but I much prefer like video and audio content. I don't really see myself sitting down and writing a long book. That seems not very inspiring to me. <laughs> like nothing is really compelling me to sit down and start typing away. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I honestly would rather make a documentary rather than a, than a book about my life or something else, I don't even know. But at this point in time, no, I don't think I will be writing a book. So feel free to consume any of my other sources of content because I don't think a book will be coming anytime soon. If you weren't a content creator or in the running world, what do you think you would do? I think about this sometimes. I really do think about what I would be doing if I didn't start my YouTube channel. I genuinely have no idea. I majored in business, specifically like sports business. But I was not really interested in any of my classes. And like I said before, my main focus in college was running. I was not really like worrying about anything else. I was a good student, but I didn't like, I didn't really have big career interests. I knew I was not going to be a professional runner. I get asked that question all the time. If people asking me why I didn't become a professional runner or if I ever wanted to be a professional runner. And the answer was no, I never really had that dream because the reality of professional running is you really need to have like a passion for it because with someone that is like at my level running 439 mile like you're not going to get very far in the running world in the professional running world you it's definitely a passion project in terms of like money there's just not that much money in the sport again not that money motivates me but I would also like to be able to make a living and I just felt like college was like my final hurrah I kind of dedicated my entire life to it and I really sacrificed a lot in college to be a good athlete and I I just knew I didn't really want to do that after college. So it really does open the question, like, what would I be doing? And I think I would just have like a normal corporate job. I don't even really know. 
I've always really loved social media though, so I feel like I would be doing something in social media. But again, I much prefer creating as opposed to like doing brand marketing on social media because creating is just so much more fun than posting someone else's picture and writing a caption. <laughs> I don't really think I would be in the running world either. I think I kind of would have evacuated the running world. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's just so small. I, I applied to like a Nike internship when I was in college, but my resume was literally horrible. I don't know why I thought I even had a chance of getting it. I looked at it the other day because it was on my computer and I was like, oh my goodness, I genuinely was so confident that I was gonna get at least an interview. And now I look at the resume, I'm like, what was I thinking? I had like no experience. The only experience I had was being a runner at Oregon. <laughs> but again, majoring in business and sports management, I would have done something corporate along those lines. I genuinely have no idea though. I think I should have majored in, in journalism at the end of the day though, after looking at everything I've been doing, because I think journalism and like communications would have been a little bit better for social media. But again, I don't really think I learned that much with my degree doing social media. Everything I've been doing over the last couple of years has been completely trial and error and me just trying out a bunch of different things, seeing what works and just learning as I go. <laughs> I did not learn anything really from my business classes. So I don't really think that's a good thing. <laughs> but again, it's like I was taking accounting and economics classes. What was I gonna be doing to post a video on YouTube? I wasn't practicing making thumbnails and writing copy for my YouTube channel in college. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna answer one last question and it's something I haven't talked about in a long time actually. It's mindset during and before a race. I've always been someone that gets nervous for the pain. There's two types of people in this world. People that get nervous for the result and people get that get nervous for the pain. I always got nervous for the pain. I knew whenever I went out there, it was gonna be painful. The result, you know, I obviously always wanted it to do well, but it's so unpredictable that you can't like stress yourself out over what place you're gonna get. You kind of just have to try your best. But I knew the pain was coming every time. That was the inevitable thing. So <laughs> so I, I basically go into every race and kind of every workout almost being like, this is gonna be the hardest race of my life. And that may sound dramatic, but at least you're mentally preparing for the worst because it could be the it could be the hardest thing that you've ever done but at least you're mentally prepared for it or it could be less hard and you could feel amazing and you it only hurts like at the final you know last half of a mile of the race but at least you are well equipped to handle whatever the race throws at you also reminding myself what really helped me get excited for races over getting nervous for races was reminding myself that I was doing this for me and not for anyone else. And I just wanted to go out there and give it my best shot. Racing is fun because it really shows all of the hard work that you put in at practice. That sounds so cliche, but it is true. Like when you shrink it down to that, rather than like blowing it up, even if it is like an NCAA race or some race that you need to qualify to something else, all you have to do out there is go out and give it your best shot. And that's all you can do. Every single race is basically the same. It doesn't matter if it's a little league meet or if it's the biggest race that you've ever run in your life. All you have to do is go out there and give it your best. And that's all you can do on the day. So that's kind of how I approach going into the race. And that's how I always kept myself feeling excited over being overly nervous. I was never really someone that got overly nervous because Again, if you kind of check out of a results-oriented approach, I feel like it makes you a lot less nervous. In terms of during the race, <laughs> this is kind of bad, but I feel like I don't have the best mindset during a race. I think it kind of held me back and I could do a lot better. If I'm ever to like race competitively again, I definitely want to work on this and like go see a sports psychologist because I'm really negative to myself in the race. I'm constantly checking in and I have a hard time checking out 
and just kind of like not worrying about how I feel. And that's why I was always a 1500 runner. I was always a shorter distance runner because I can't imagine being in that racing mindset for a 10K around the track. I don't know how my teammates did it. If I was gradually starting to feel bad, like that is my worst nightmare, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I would say like the gun goes off and I really just try to stay calm. I definitely try not to freak out at all. And I just try to tune out as much as I can until the halfway point because the halfway point of whatever distance it is, is kind of like the check-in point for me where I'm like, okay, how am I feeling? And it also kind of determines the next half of the race. If I'm feeling bad, I have this tendency to just kind of like be negative. I was never someone that would go out the back. Like I would never give up. I'm a fairly consistent runner, which I'm, is something I'm proud of because I feel like one of the traits of being a really good runner is being consistent and not just giving up and like blowing up at races because even if you feel bad on the day, you can still finish in a good place. Maybe it's not like the best that you've ever finished, but you can finish in a good place. It just doesn't feel as good as it should or as you want it to be. So if I got to halfway of a race and I would feel good, oh man, I'd be on top of the world. I'd be like, this is about to be the best race ever. And then you just get excited and you look around everyone around you. Maybe you have some teammates that are there with you and you just get excited and the pain comes. But if you feel good and you're like, whoa, I can endure this pain and I can do anything and I'm going to run a really good finishing time here. But if you feel bad, that's when you have to decide that you are going to push through that pain and you have to be like, okay, well, I can't let my teammates down and I, and I can't let myself down. And even though I feel bad, it's not going to feel any better if I decide to slow down. That's the thing is even if you feel bad in a race, if you check in with yourself and you actually slow down, do you ever feel any better? No, you just pity yourself for the whole rest of the race. And then you cross the finish line and be like, I should not have slowed down or I gave up. And that's the worst feeling ever. So I really try to avoid all of that. And I just try to check out as much as I can and give it my all, even if it's not the best place that I've ever been in you have to push through the pain you cannot give in to that voice in your head that's like slow down you'll feel better because you don't ever feel better so don't give up I wish I could say that there are mantras that I like say to myself in the middle of a race but really the only thing that I say is where's the finish line from when the gun goes off I'm like okay say I was running a 6k I was like okay I got 5.9 more k to go of this race and that would be me the whole entire way same with 1500 I feel like I would get through the first 700 meters and be like half a mile to go half a mile to go that would be the only thing I would be thinking of again which I don't th feel like is the best thing to be doing in the middle of a race I feel like you should be focused on the race not how much is left of the race so I could definitely you know justify a sports psychologist visit I feel like that's something that you can definitely work on with the sports psychologist if that's something that you're interested in because once you get to a certain level mental is everything if you go into a race thinking that you're going to do bad you're going to do bad you know and mentality is a lot of the time what separates people from winning the race and from being in the middle of the pack. A lot of people are in the same shape, but if you are confident in yourself throughout the entire race, you can really surprise yourself. So if you have problems being really negative in a race, I highly recommend going to a sports psych. I feel like that is something that can really change your confidence level, your perception of yourself, and ultimately your results without even having to alter your training at all. So that's going to end today's episode. It was a little bit shorter than normal, but I hope you guys enjoyed this little like fun Q&A session and talking about injuries and listening to your body. This was a very running focused episode on myself, which I feel like I have not tapped into in a while. So that's exciting for me. And it brings me back to old times and it makes me want to go out for a run right now, but I'm not going to because I still feel a little bit concussed. So listening to my body and going to go pump some iron today instead. Thank you guys for listening. If you wanna be up to date on my daily life, I've been posting so often on YouTube, almost daily vlogs, like multiple times a week. So go check that out. 
Follow the podcast Instagram at commas over cold brew pod. Also, we are almost at 1000 reviews on Apple podcasts. And I think now you can rate on Spotify as well, which is exciting. But if you could take the time to rate and review on Apple podcasts, I would love to get to 1000 reviews here soon. That would make my life. And it literally takes 15 seconds. I'm not even kidding. And it's a free way to support. So if you have done that already, I love you. And if you haven't, it would mean the world if you could go do that really quick. If you love the podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you all next week or hear you all next week or you will hear me next week. <laughs> Peace out, fellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.